Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms, as well as discussing some of the films and shows we currently can't stop binging. I'm celebrity director Hannah Fernando. Oh, yes, she is. And I'm <laughs> feature writer Ian McEwen. Now, coming back up on today's show, we'll be talking about two new Sky One shows, the drama Cobra, which stars Robert Carlyle, and space tourism comedy Avenue 5, starring Hugh Laurie. We'll also be looking at the new series of Sex Education, another one I absolutely love on Netflix, um, rounding up the other new releases, revealing what we're binging on and answering this week's big question. But before we start... Ian, what's the news this week? Yeah, I wondered if you were going to speak then. <laughs> I wasn't. Well, something's, something's caught my I've eye. I've gone on Anna. strike. So you know all the streaming services? They're yes. all launching. It all costs a lot of money. Who's going to win? Is it Disney? Is it Apple? Netflix is obviously way out of the game. What about, it's not a mouthwash, Plex. Does sound like a mouthwash though, doesn't what it? What it is, it's free, okay, and it's one of these sort of one-stop platforms where you can have like your music your podcasts your movies your media your tv shows but get this it's free but 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 does it have adverts yes yes (laughs) Yes, there's the problem i see a problem (laughs) however if you're kind of feeling the pinch it's the new year we're all budget i'm cutting down massively cancelled everything if you want a free streaming service i mean it's got quite a lot of movies i mean yeah not not the sort of Netflix selection, but still quite a lot of good classic. I'm looking here. I've got it up on my computer. Nice of the Living Dead has come up there. Quite a lot of films I've never heard of. But there is some decent stuff. So if you're a bit strapped for cash, there's a I UK mean, there's and a US version. There's definitely a place for it. There We've is. We've talked before loads yeah. about how expensive it would be to subscribe to all of these different platforms. It's absolutely ludicrous. But I kind of, I just question the whole how it will take off into... I mean, I think it's a great thing, but how it will take off because people do like to just kind of not have any adverts or be able to kind of stream without them. But Spotify do the with ads and without ads, don't they? That, yeah, they do. I've just they gone do. back to they with do. ads to save money. Have you? I'm a bit mean. A bit, yeah. Oh, I don't think I could... No. Okay. Just get a new phone and they can get it for free. That's my tip oh, nice. for you. Now, I bet you've spotted one or two <laughs> items that are newsworthy. Well, yes, I have. So the marvellous Mrs. Maisel is um, returning for a fourth run on Amazon Prime. Another one that's costly, but if you're like me and last-minute uh, uh, presents need to be bought, you will sign up. Um, and although I wasn't keen first time around, we spoke about this a few times and I didn't love it, um, I've gone back, I've persisted, and guess what? You now like it. Yes, <laughs> I do. It's great. Good. It's really funny. Well, we'll be talking a bit more about that later. We will. And also, um, Golden Globe winner, Olivia Colman, um, is going to star in the Sky Atlantic real-life crime thriller, Landscapers. Now, it's directed by Alexander Payne and is the first screenplay from Ed Sinclair, who is Olivia's husband. Yes. You've now, been... can husband and wife work together? That's my question. Not you... the big question, but a question. You've been researching. I have, yeah. You? New year, new me. Um, yeah, and it's not about landscape gardening, so people were excited <laughs> about that. No. No. And not at all. It's time to look at the first of this week's new big shows. It's Cobra on Sky One, launches on Friday the 17th of Jan. Now, it stars Robert Carlyle as the Prime Minister. He's facing a national emergency. Let's listen to a clip. We need to raise the threat level to serious and recall Cobra immediately. This is now a national emergency. 
This isn't a protest. It's an armed attack. You're riding a tiger here, aren't you? I am Tiger Robert. Because we are in total control. They've still got their foot on our throat. You are, Mr. Prime Minister. Yes, we are. Right, I think we've slightly differing opinions on this one. I so would be first, would it? Let's be honest. No, that's, and I think that's healthy, healthy, healthy debate. <laughs> so I, I, I was getting so the, the gist of it is, as you may have gleaned from the clip, uh, there's a potential emergency because it's a sort of solar flares going into the atmosphere, and if they if they kind of happen in a certain way and they hit Earth, it could, like, knock out lots of communication. Planes could All be power. falling out of the sky. National could be crisis. No power. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you've got no power. It didn't take long. What is it they say? We're three meals away from a revolution. Apparently. I know I am. Let's hope. So, yeah, quite a big hissing cast. Carlisle, as I said. David Haig is in there. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourites, Richard uh, Dormer from the brilliant Fortitude, which was on... Sky, I don't know if you saw that, Sky Atlantic. If you've not seen that, I won't go on about it, but catch it up on, 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 on Sky and Now TV. Um, yeah, so national emergency. It's a bit walk and talk West Wing in some places, isn't it? Kind yeah. of uh, high-powered people. I found some of the dialogue a little bit clunky, but I think you you liked this, didn't you? I liked you? it. And um, Anna Marshall, who is in The Crown, um, is kind of the Prime Minister's right-hand woman. And... She she's really a strong, powerful woman, and and she's brilliant, and she has some great lines in there as well. It is a bit clunky. I take your point on that, but actually, as a show, I think it gets you immediately. You're watching, you're interested, it's caught you. Um, and this is not something stereotypically that I would think. Oh yeah, I must watch that. That's something for me. But I I really didn't want to stop watching. One thing really that struck it. me. So when they're finding out that all these planes are like losing comms, they don't know where they are, surely just stop them taking off. Don't say, oh, yeah, we'll handle it while they're in there the air. There would be no Stop show. them taking off. It's a bit like a soap. No okay, sadness, no, it doesn't I'm work. Being, yeah, I'm being too literal. You're being facetious here, aren't you? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I also think that, that, that with this, it, quite often you've got all action and no drama. And actually yeah, here no, you've got a, both because you've got the personal point, lives yeah. and you've got the drama going yeah, on. It's not so a bank think, crash, is it? It's not, so, no. So I think you kind of span across, uh, well, lots of people. A I'm big gonna, demographic. I'm going to put something else out there. Possibly the deepest voice on television award goes <laughs> to Richard Dormer. How deep is his voice? Very deep, quite I don't know if he's a heavy smoker, but wow, it resonates. It, it if you've got one of those bass speakers, <laughs> turn it down. Back. <laughs> now, I know you're excited about something that's coming back this week for a new series. Tell us all. I am. I'm going to try not to squeal, but this is season two of the comedy drama um, Sex Education. Hey. It's back. Um, if you haven't watched this, please catch up. I know I've kept on and on at you about watching this and you now love it, like it, enjoyed it. Well, before I, I tell you... Let's listen to a clip. Go on, then. It's a new term. No more clinic, no more drama. You can't give it up. Everyone's got chlamydia. I read that I should rub bleach on my vagina. Is that true? I can't do dirty talk. If you let me back in, I won't tell everyone that your school is full of cheats. We He's from France. I think I just had a very small orgasm. I was wondering if you'd like to go out with me. Now, I know you think I never listen to you, <laughs> but on your recommendation... I've watched episode one of the new series of Sex Education, and I think it is fantastic. Yes! I absolutely 
Love it. Winner. Gillian uh, Anderson, is it, playing the mother? Yes. Yes, the sex therapist. I mean, from the off, I was hooked. Well, it started with two people having quite graphic sexual relations. Yes. So obviously I liked that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the characters are great. The dilemmas are great. The, the kids... The, the sort of socially awkward, socially awkward kid. Well, I think as he moves to a new school, is that yeah, the gist? And, well, but it's all happening again. People are finding out about his terrible secret. I thought it was great. I loved it. It kind of, elements of it reminded me of like films like Superbad. Ah, this is my observation for you. It looks like it's, it looks like it's in America. The school looks like it's American high school. The people seem like characters from an American high school series or film, don't they? But. Actually. Yeah. It's not. Now, tell me what you like about it and the new series. <laughs> well, there's nothing not to like about this, frankly. It's absolutely brilliant. And it's with all these things, you kind of think, oh, can they make it any better? Will it go downhill? It hasn't. It's just exceeds expectation every single time. And like you, watch the first episode and um, it's as funny as the, the rest. It's as awkward as the rest. Is this something not to watch with your children and not to watch with your parents? Just putting it out there. Yeah, because it's... Um, it is graphic. And, you know, I'm, I think I'm pretty unshockable, but when I when I hit, it, it goes there, doesn't it? It really does it's go there. It's very rude. But, <laughs> you know, we need to talk about these issues, we don't do. we? And, and why not? Exactly. In a popular Is it the words TV of salt comedy? and pepper? Let's talk about sex, baby. No, it's salt It wasn't pepper, salt it? and pepper. It was colour me bad, was it? No, it was salt and pepper. I'm sure it was talk about. Oh, maybe they did a cover of it. Well, tweet us. Yeah, let us know. If we have a Twitter We're account. We're probably wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got something new for you, which I think you're going to enjoy. It's out of this world, if you will. <laughs> it's a space tourism comedy from Armando Iannucci, who mm-hmm. you may know from things like he creates, helps create Alan Partridge. He did the thick of it in the loop. He's got the David Copperfield movie. Yeah, he's such a massive talent. He's amazing. This uh, stars Hugh Laurie as um, the captain of a sort of massive spaceship, which is a bit like a cruise ship cruising around space and there's all these tourists on there. But then there's drama. Let's listen to a clip. Bridge crew, listen up. I need a course back to Earth. There's a lot of people counting on us to get them there. Everything is fine. Whose dog is this? That guy died. What the hell's going on? Should we be scared? If you want. You're supposed to say no, you prick. If there are people to blame, they shall be blamed. I know nothing of the day-to-day goings-on. That has literally nothing to do with Herman Judd, okay? The passengers are angry. We've got an S-storm brewing, and this a-hole is not helping. She's my favorite, is she? Right, well... Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Just a bit of a chair-related incident there. So... I love Armando Iannucci, who did also he did Death of Stalin, didn't he? Another he great did, yeah. film. I, I love all his stuff. He's fantastic. I do like a bit of sci-fi, and I like Hugh Laurie. So this is very much in my ballpark. I, um, Hugh Laurie's a bit of a talent, really, isn't he? He's good, and of course he was at one time, a bit of triv for you, the highest paid actor on American TV. He was. When he was doing House, yeah. in which I think he did a good American accent. Well, he was, in fact, he was kind of heralded for that, wasn't he? Because it's quite hard to kind of continue to do that. And he went over there, he was really good. But what about in this one, Hannah? Mm. 
An accent's a problem for me if it changes. It did change, didn't it? I thought yeah. I was imagining it, or I thought maybe his character is is British and pretending to be American. Perhaps that's a, a t- twist, but no. It's like people that move to another country but have lived longer in, say, Britain, and then moved to Australia, and within mm. about four months are saying good day. And I I'm would sure- do that. <laughs> You're that oh, person. Impressionable. You're an actual person that does that. And oh, yes. it's so cringe. And I kind of, yeah, this. I think this is is a bit cringy because is he American? Does he think he's American now? Is he British? Is he hedging his bets? It's a bit no. of a shame, really, isn't it? Okay, well, should have I mean, been so good. Are you going to stick with it? Are you uh, are you on yeah, board? As they I'm going to try. Maybe maybe the rest of it will go back to being one or the other. It's got. I mean, apparently Armando. He loves sci-fi and he's always wanted to make a sci-fi comedy. He also loves Black Mirror and he says he 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 you know remember that Star Trekky episode of Black Mirror? I can't remember what it's called, but it was yeah. fantastic. It's where this guy had created a virtual reality Star Trekky type game um and trapped all these people in it. It was brilliant. So he said he was slightly inspired by that. Um, there is, if you like his political stuff, uh, like the thick of it in the loop, there is a character who's sort of like the customer liaison on board, and Rebecca Front plays this disgruntled character. <laughs> um, so, And he comes up with a lot of the kind of put-down type brilliant lines that you've seen in Veep and things like that. And, and Iannucci, as well as getting performers he's worked with before he's also got the writing team he he likes to work with the same people and uh they are a great team and it, yeah it's a good show yeah i like I, it i mean it's got all the ingredients hasn't it just yes. not the accent okay you know? <laughs> now i wonder now if it's time to round up some of the other new releases that people can uh, check out this week what yes. have we got well on netflix First up, drumroll, we have a supernatural drama based on comic books about globe-trotting monster hunters. Now, this is not really up my street. It's <laughs> called October Faction. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I haven't seen any of it, but uh, I will check it out because I like a bit of uh, the supernatural. Yeah, you now, love this stuff. This I do. You. And talking of Star Trek, which we kind of were, see how I've segued here, there's on Apple TV new series called Little America arrives on Friday the 17th of January. It's an anthology series. It's about immigrants living in the US, very topical. And it stars Zachary Quinto, who I believe, didn't he play Spock? I think he did. In the rebooted Star Trek? I think he did. And I think this looks like it might be quite good. Something a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. And I think it touches on, like you say, something that's topical. Yeah. Um, Now, it's that time of the podcast when you (laughs) reveal to me what you've been binging on and I think you've already given me a little clue I have so a few things actually so sex education obviously Mm because you can't watch it enough um, which we've already touched on and then also a bit of a blast from the past The Office because after Ricky Gervais's phenomenal (laughs) um, address to the Golden Globe crowd which was really made headlines until uh, until everything happened in the in the palace um, I thought you know let's go back he's funny that guy let's go back and, and watch some of his work and it's just a trip down memory lane but also very very funny do you like the American version? no not yeah. as much not Still as much. Very I good though, it's isn't good. It? It's good. It's good. I don't. I don't hate it at all. But I do like the the, the British version. I've been binging on that. Have you? I have. But anyway, I don't want to interrupt your binge. <laughs> Carry on binging. Um, the Masked Singer. 
Um, mm. it's, it's not so much of a binge, actually. It's a kind of an embarrassing, um, I really quite like it, but I shouldn't. Yeah, uh, one because well reality TV we've talked about this is the death of reality TV in actual fact yes ratings are dipping but for production companies they're still high those yeah. ratings they're still making loads of cash yeah. so why would you stop them but this is something just a bit different and and it has actually caught my eye I think it is unusual I think it is different I think it is a different kind of reality show and it's quite fun it, it, it's quite basic but it's quite fun and the costumes are, are phenomenal and Jonathan Ross once the king of TV, yeah, he's in it, isn't he? He is. I mean, uh, that panel now I've seen it is a really odd lineup. I mean, these are so these these are singers. They're celebrities, or as we already know, one of them MP. They're people of in the public domain, um, and they're wearing a, a butterfly or a bumblebee. They're completely transformed into someone that you you can't tell who they are, and then they give you hints. They sing, and then they give you hints of who they like could be. Like through the keyhole. Kind of, yeah. But on the panel, you've got um, the chap who originally started the whole show in Korea, and you've got Davina oh. McCall, whose name completely escapes me at the moment, but Davina McCall, uh, Reese Aura, who, yes, um, would know what she's talking about. Yes. And then, of course, you've got Jonathan Ross. This is a, such a strange yeah, line-up, yeah, really. Yeah. It's kind of odd, but it works, and it, and it saw really good ratings. I'm not watching it. Uh, what else have you got for me? <laughs> You might now. What else um, Marvellous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Uh, this, I really didn't like this. I didn't want to like it, but I really persisted with it um, because you said I should and I have and you were right. Isn't it amazing? I revisited series one over Christmas and uh, the families, the parents are so great, aren't they? Especially her parents. They're, so they're hilarious. Yeah, it's a fantastic period uh, comedy drama. Yeah, there's not there's nothing not to really like about it. It's just it's quite simple, but it's funny. It's sure. it's kind of got everything really. Yeah, great sort of New York Jewish humor. Yeah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, I particularly loved in in the new episode. Um, just one little thing uh, where she because she doesn't know the words to White Christmas. <laughs> and who does? <laughs> well, I do. Oh, Thank yeah. you. I'm not going to sing it now. Okay. Christmas is gone. Maybe I'll save it for next year. All right. um, but she doesn't know the words, and it's just really funny. She tries to kind of blag her oh, way through singing in the good. front row. That sounds good. So, are you exhausted? Have you have you given me everything? I've given you everything. All right. Well, I also, as I say, I did watch go back to series one of Maisel. I've been binging on the Christmas stuff that I didn't get a chance to watch. So, Christmas Christmas Carol was yeah. superb with uh, Guy Pearce so it kind of divided people a little bit the traditionalists didn't like it I thought it was great Dracula yeah what again. do you think of Dracula I mean I'm not a massive horror fan but I could you know it, it, Gatiss and Moffat are brilliant and, and yeah it's, it's so good I mean it's so funny that the guy playing Dracula is brilliantly cast Dolly Wells what a revelation well, the critics were a bit split about it weren't well, they well apparently I've only, I've only got up to episode 2 which is the one on the boat which works really well it's almost like a kind of whodunit type you know escape room type thing um, but people say it goes a bit crazy mm. in ep 3 so I, I'm going to watch that tonight judgment. So did you watch Where's the Gummer? sorry I'm changing the subject well I interviewed Mackenzie Crook for yes. Wurzel and Wentz on set. I watched it. I'd already seen it at non-previews. I loved it. Isn't it fantastic? Is Wonderful. Kiki Nightmares? No, because the, the previous one was much more scary, wasn't it? I, yeah, I suppose it's because the um, the way they're made up is... I mean, he does, he does it scary as gummies, doesn't he? I didn't have hard. nightmares, but... 
People have been having Dracula nightmares. A hard-nut friend of mine from Glasgow, he's tough as nails, he had a nightmare about a vampire after watching Dracula. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's um, like the show uh, with Idris Elba. Um, Luther. Luther. The, that first episode, do you remember, where oh. the, the guy's under the bed? And oh, for yeah. months afterwards, <laughs> I check under my bed before I got into bed. I've got friends who've put up CCTV. They're like linked to every, every police station in their neighbourhood <laughs> because they're so frightened Good by Luther. Grief. Yeah. It's changing people's lives all over the place. I've got one more thing <laughs> to tell you about, which I've been binging on, which I, if you haven't been watching it, I know you love it. The Trial of Christine Keeler. About the Profumo affair. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. Yep. I love it. I love this kind of thing. Oh, Absolutely love really it. Really brilliantly done. The lead actress is is phenomenal in it. Yeah. And, and James Norton as Stephen Ward, who of course was played by John Hurt in the film years ago, Scandal. So he's actually much younger than Stephen Ward, who was kind of like the doctor who kind of held the sex parties and introduced the girls, Mandy Rice Davis and Christine, to these kind of powerful men. Uh, but he's great. Really good. He does it really nicely. It's Quite really restrained. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah that's me done. Now, uh, I guess it's time. You've already, you've already touched on this. We're going to ask you the big question. <laughs> so, as you said, Ricky Gervais, allegedly his last Golden Globe. So, it's like an act of self flagellation for them, isn't it? He just comes on and tells them they're useless, they're worthless, they're idiots. The awards mean nothing. You know, you have no education. You should all be ashamed of yourselves for everything you're doing. <laughs> Don't come up here and give us your political views. They're yeah. worthless to us. <laughs> Obviously, it was brilliant. But uh, we've got David Williams is taking over the National Television Awards. Yeah. Okay, After maybe Dermot. not as exciting. Dermot so dreary, some people cruelly Dermot call him. Dreary. I think oh, that's cruel, I don't isn't know. it? I think the NTAs and the Brits, actually, are both really thankless tasks for hosting. Yeah. I mean, apart from what goes into your bank balance at the end and uh, it's rather yes. healthy. Good I mean, it, yeah, ignore that part for a minute. And actually, it's really thankless because if you've ever been to one of these awards um, ceremonies, there's a bunch of people in front of you who talk all the way through. And it's just so rude and so awful. And they're just having to talk and, they, and they'll, bet they'll that's do... my colleagues. They'll do kind of... <laughs> Probably. You Could tell be. They them do go. Some of them do go, actually. Yeah, and the, and the NTAs aren't as bad as the Brits. That's the Brits very much the, really the viewers' bad. awards, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that's not nearly as bad. But the Brits particularly, there are tables and yeah. people are eating on them. And so they're having like a dinner while this hosting is going on over there. And Is it a bit druggy? What's the, oh, what's the scenario? Oh, I don't know. I, well, I wouldn't like to say, but okay. um, yeah. I think... To be honest with you, it's just the fact that they, they can't speak. They're doing all these jokes and you get absolutely no feedback. Yeah, it, no it's one laughs. Just vacuum, it's just tumbleweed. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really awful. So they're thankless tasks, really. Well, I'm going to suggest, in, in the vein of Ricky Gervais, how about Frankie Boyle for the Oscars? You fancy oh that? Oh, my. Can you imagine the complaints? He could team up with, I mean, you probably won't remember this guy, Jerry Sadovich, who was this outrageously rude and unpredictable comedian slash magician. Uh, if you've ever caught her, he's 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 terrifying. Really? Good. If you put them together, that would be yeah, an absolute. That would be my double. Who, who would you like to? Uh, or Rylan Rylan Clark Neil. Rylan Clark Neil. Yeah, he would be good. The thing is, you, in some ways, you need somebody who is going to kind of. Uh, push it a bit because otherwise yeah. it's really dreary and oh, really dull yeah. and you know you go back to that kind of the Oscars in 2011 and I was looking at kind of some of the worst rated ones and it was Anne 
Hathaway and James Franco and they weren't funny. Uh, yeah. They were completely unprepared and it was just awful. And it, it made a couple of headlines, yes, for the wrong reasons, but you look at what Ricky Gervais did for the Golden Globes. They were laughing. There was a few Do kind you think of. They enjoyed it. I think he roasted them a bit, but wasn't he that did what he was supposed them. to do? And the American thing—it's a roast. The American thing, isn't it? They yeah, like they a roast. They like all that. I exactly. Love a roast, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like turkey that much, but yeah, I do okay. like a roast. Um, and also, <laughs> Tina Fey was very good when she did it, wasn't she? She yes. co-hosted. Yeah. Uh, and and they were very good, but yeah, who knows? You don't, the worst thing you can be is bland in these situations, and and Ricky Gervais was never going to be Frankie Boyle. I think could be. The wrong side he'd of wrong. He'd never get it. He'd never get it. He just he'd do all jokes it. about paedophiles, wouldn't it? Oh, it would just be horrific. It would just be horrific. Norton, safe pair of hands. Yes. Uh, Fry, yes. always good at the BAFTAs. Always good at yeah. the BAFTAs. Uh, Doesn't push the... But he's so articulate. You know I, I just listen to his voice. Maybe we know two people who have good chemistry. Just tweet us. Could just like... Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm available. I think we're available. I'm very cheap. Yeah. I'm very cheap. <laughs> I, I won't drink too much. Uh, okay, well, I think we're pretty much wraps it up but before we go what are we going to talk about next week um we are going to talk about um sir patrick stewart returning <gasps> as the legendary jean-luc picard for a brand new star trek mission that is right up your street oh picard on amazon prime that's gonna be brilliant also probably right up your street i think the chilling adventures of sabrina <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Perhaps your youngsters might like this. Uh, (laughs) Netflix. This is on Netflix. Uh, It's the dark teen drama. I mean, Mm. I must admit, I'm not that familiar with it, but basically it follows a teenage witch, Sabrina, because we've had Sabrina on telly before, haven't we? We have. Um, And in this series, it's the second series, she's going to hell to save her boyfriend, who appropriately is called Nick. (laughs) But in the meantime, Keep watching. watching.